Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Luke Skywalker. One Han Solo. It's the Han Man. I know. Come on, man. Yep. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 159. Eric, how are you? I'm upset that uh, we couldn't be lesbians. Uh, All the cool kids are lesbians. I don't know how to break this to you. Hmm? I don't know how to break this to you. It just won't work. You don't know that. I think I do. If I, I know you pretty well. <laughs> that one lesbian dated a dude. I mean, that's true. That one lesbian dated, uh, oh, God, they even said it. The guy from <laughs> from Jaws. Oh, Richard Dreyfus, but not as yes. not, but a little bit uglier or something, or more bald. Or... That was balder. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus, but balder. Oh God! What's that guy's name? Stewart, I think. I don't remember. There's, There's a, a lot of characters. Yeah, we're gonna we're discussing the essential dykes to watch out for by Alison Bechtel today. There's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of lesbians in that in the comic. There are there are very there's a lot of essential dykes. And uh, we're gonna talk all about that. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Uh, but um, before we get into that, we have the comic books that came out this week to talk about. Mister Goodnight. Mm-hmm. In theory. What do you mean in theory? Well, in theory and in practice, but in theory first. I guess that's true. I mean, the yeah, idea, the, I, the, the idea becomes be, comes before the horse. Mm-hmm. You can lead a horse yeah. to water, but you can't make it read it. Com- Shut up. <laughs> it's time for Weekly Floppies. <laughs> weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will read a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there is also a mush meter involved if we're feeling particularly... A little mushy about our, our decision, so it goes from one to five. Our first book of the week is Doom Patrol, number one, written by Gerard Way, Art Nick Darrington, Tamara Bond, Bond villain, right? Mm-hmm, Bond villain. Bond villain, as doing colors, and Todd Klein on letters. Uh, there's also some very, very nice variant covers. Um, do you, This is the first of the DC's new Young Animal imprint. Which is uh, with Gerard Way as curator. I don't know if he's actually doing any like editing work on any of this. I'm doubtful. But he is. Cur- they've used the word curator to make this new imprint, which is also going to have like shade uh, on here, and I think there's a, one or two others they've announced. Gerard Way wrote this book. Gerard Way is also famously known the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote, he's wrote another, written other comic books. I, I particularly enjoy the Umbrella Academy. Known uh, thief of Freddie Mercury's jacket. <laughs> well, Still at large. There's only, yeah, well. Have you, do you have any experience with Doom Patrol comics, Eric? Only that I hear it's weird as shit. Wasn't the original a, um, it was a Grant Morrison joint, wasn't it? Or what am I thinking of? Well, he. His, I think the most famous Doom Patrol is Grant Morrison. His, his was the Vertigo. They, this mm-hmm. existed 
in old DC, and then yeah. they just basically had gave it to Grant Morrison and made it weird. Um, I mean, I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, this uh, book is the this book is really weird. It I have is no idea what's happening. I know, I know. If you following the uh, the ambulance driver lady Casey, I know what's happening to her. There, but uh, interspersed in between her little story about being a good ambulance driver and rescuing a, the body of a robot who is a, I think, a member of the Doom Patrol. I've seen his that that character on covers of comic books before. I I, I don't know all the other. There's like little interstitials. There's little weird zoom ins to like rotting euros. I don't know <laughs> with the flies. And there's a guy with a keyboard in a field. That's where I. That's where I take my keyboard. Okay, I just. I mean, I don't know. I, I. I have a feeling that if we had read all those previous Doom Patrol books, we'd have a little bit better understanding of of, of this. But not having read that, I still endorsed this book. I liked it. I enjoyed my time with it. No, this book's pretty effing delightful. It. It is very strange. Uh, I think strange doesn't even begin to cover it. It's absolutely insane like i i you know when the the robot exploded out of the euro Mm -hmm. and then got hit by a a truck a garbage truck full of teddy bears what's going on it's a garbage truck full of stuffed animals it it is you're right uh and then melty men all in robot the the, the melty men and the visions (laughs) are talking about uh you know interdimensional burger king (laughs) It's very important. Um, and then her roommate is blown up by, like, weird knockoff Zantana. And it's, everyone's cool with it. Apparently the dude's made out of birthday cake and not guts. Um, super fucking weird. And then Madman gets his head bashed in with a brick, and he's sorry. He, yeah, I don't... This book is this book is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I do kind of feel like comic books should be fucking batshit nuts and easy to read. And I this really works on that level. That it, it hooks me, it's interesting, it's weird as shit. I have no idea why, but it's compelling. Like, I don't know why any of these people are doing any of these things. And I don't care. I just want to keep reading because it's insane. It's interesting. You want to know. You want to know what's yeah. going on. It also looks really nice. I I like the art a lot. Mm-hmm. I I like this book. I'm happy. I'm happy that it exists. I I, I don't know. It, it feels like we're gonna get these all these weird things tenuously connected connected, and then it's gonna be gangbusters. Mm-hmm. I think so. Euros are good. I want a euro. Euros are delicious. They don't really have normal euros up here. They only have them with uh, pancake syrup. They it's they're called Donaire, first of all. What the fucking shit is that? I mean, it's it's basically like you go to a euro shop in in the U.S. They just have Donaire mm-hmm. shops instead. But and it's just a different name for this. Where's that come from? That's so weird. And it doesn't. I don't think Do they it also has, serve pasta. I don't think they have lamb. I don't think I'm not sure if any of them use lamb. It's usually like blends of other meats, and they're not. They, it's not like they don't taste bad, but they don't taste like my the euro I'm used to. Mm. I think I'm sure I could find like lamb euro here somewhere, but I don't know where to go for that. Every, it the, is really important that it's your meat is shaved off of a cone that rotates. <laughs> very important. 
that that's what unlocks its its true deliciousness. I'm a buy. Um, I'm a buy on this comic book. I'm like an excited buy. So, it's delightful. Double buy on Doom Patrol number one. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. DC has given up on their normal Vertigo, so they're just going to go, we're making a new Vertigo. It's called Young Animal. Mm-hmm. Eh. Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> Our next book up is Gotham Academy, second semester number one. I know the credits are like on the last page, aren't they? Story by Brendan Fletcher, Becky Cloonan, and Carl Kershaw. Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw on script. Adam Archer on pencil. Sandra Hope inks. M. Sassy K. Background painting. Chris Sotomayor and Serge Lapointe on colors. Rob Haynes doing the breakdowns. Carl Kershaw on with cover. Wow, it's a lot of people. <laughs> um, it, it takes a village. I I like Gotham Academy. This, I I like Gotham Academy too. And this is more Gotham Academy. Yes. It 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 fills that need. There's you know they're they're uh, we you know a couple we got a new girl she troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I love how uh, Hikaru Gosunkugi from Ranma One Half is in this book. It's the sweaty nerdy guy. Oh okay, <laughs> I don't. I'm like I, I don't I don't know any of those references. I don't. I've never. No, you wouldn't. I'm just impressed. I remembered how to say Hikaru Gosunkugi. Yeah, I did because that's that's a lot of weird syllables. It sounds good. It's a, yeah, it, it's a it it flows. He's uh he's a weird dude. He like lurks and takes pictures of girls when they're not watching. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah, he's he's uh, and he does like weird voodoo Japanese voodoo. I don't know. It's not really voodoo, but you could. It's kind of like weird ritualistic magic stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. This it it looks really nice. It is. This is a good a good number one issue. To I think you could if you hadn't read any of uh, mm-hmm. Gotham Academy before you could jump in because this is very much like hey tail end of winter break you you mm-hmm. you get it, a little bit of isolation so you don't you're not you don't see the entire cast all at once you just see a you know a select few and introduce these new characters in that way and then you can bring in I, it's I, it's smart I'm, I don't know I don't know what to say about it it's more Gotham Academy I really like Gotham Academy I'm glad that this is a continuing book that this is not DC hasn't for you know destroyed it because it's a new and unique snowflake <laughs> mm. i think they're eyeing it real hard they're like this book it's too good it's it, we're gonna cancel it, it until it's on the fucking bestseller list <laughs> and then we're gonna be like oh shit sorry we pushed the wrong button that's if there's that's, just one button i was gonna books. that's I, I, why they canceled so many as they just ex- they hit it too many times or what did they hit it once it froze so they hit it like five more times yeah they just like and then it it spooled up yeah. and then oh no midnighter g- goodbye yeah i'm a buy on gotham academy second semester number one much like i was a buy on the original gotham academy uh it's i don't know it just has this charm like I, I don't know. I, well, I, it, it it has the charm of someone who's like, "Hey, let's sit out and make a unique and interesting property that like everyone can enjoy in the DC universe, and isn't about you know grody dad Batman uh, telling uh, telling like kids to stand up straight." So it's it's good. D- double buy on Gotham Academy second semester number one. Gotham Academy, it's good. Still that from uh, from Barks. Mm-hmm. Next up is All-Star Batman number two. 
Script by Scott Snyder. Pencils, John Romita Jr. Inks, Danny Miki. Colors, Steen White. Steve Wands on letters. Just the subtlest hint of hesitation in your voice. Of what? What did I... Of, for what? It's just like stifling a laugh or <laughs> oh, some I, kind of sigh. I don't... This is, it's not terrible. No, it's, it's not. Really, it's, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, I don't know. I think, um, all, all of, all of Scott Snyder's stories seem to read like, like 90s Batman movies now. And that is, that feels a little bit like this, like somewhere between Batman Returns and Batman the Animated Series. Not quite as, you know, not quite as rich as Batman the Animated Series. You know, it's 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 good. It's fun. It's very action heavy, and a billion villains show up, and I, it's just I. He, I it, what are you choking on? There? I don't know. Like again, a billion villains show up. I'm like, how? What's the end of the road here? What are we just gonna have every Batman like we? They bring back KG Beast in this. Why? Oh, is that who that is? That is I didn't the, even think about Well, they that. just called him the Beast now, but that is KG Beast. I I thought he turned into Firebug or something. I don't know. I lost track. Batman literally left him like to die at one point in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like literally locked him in a room in the sewers and then just forgot about him. And they just, I think, retconned it so that, no, of course Batman didn't leave a man to die. But there's things in this that I find really interesting. Like... Batman, like, I don't know, the idea of Batman going on a crusade to try and save Harvey Dent and not, and get, like, but having to deal with Two-Face along the way. And, like, Mm -hmm. just making that the entire premise of a, of a, of a story. But then, there's also, uh, you know, Killer Croc and the Shark Man and, uh, Amygdala? I've heard, I've heard that name before. I've, I don't, and then, then we also get all these gangsters trying to get get KG Beast in there, and then there's a point where Batman gets shot all the way through his torso with an arrow. Mm-hmm. There's a rib gone. <laughs> That's exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's just, mm-hmm. he's still, a, they, you, if you want to make him a man, he can't get shot through his entire body with an arrow and be just, okay, I walk that off. You gotta play through the pain, bro. I got my skull fractured. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. It doesn't. The human. It doesn't matter. You could be this world's strongest man. It doesn't matter. Robbie, Robbie, Batman ain't no pussy. Come on. I got to play through the pain. Sit up straight. Bat Dad says it's fine. Is okay. all, is this canon? Is this this story canon? Like, if things happen in this book, do they affect the, all the other Batman and Detective Comics and the Batman verse stuff? All that stuff too. It seems like we just forget about everything every couple of years. I don't know because I mean they also just they also will just reboot. I know I you know again. I'm just uh, why not? Because what I uh, the one thing I like the most about this comic, which I mm-hmm. it feels like they are purposely just again like it. There's so many things that seem like what happened to Alfred calling in Batman's airstrike. Is that never going to be mentioned again? Like, yeah, that's that's very glossed over. He like, doesn't even seem remorseful anymore. We, we don't even forget. We forgot about that. And now it, we have Gordon and Bullock like going to reveal that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. One, I'm all for that. I think that is a, like that shakeup of the status quo. If they had a like a of, but of course you can't put that genie back in the bottle unless you do another reboot. Um, it's gonna it's coming. 
I don't know. Probably I, later this. Like probably said, later next it, year. It's not bad. It's really dumb. I don't. I. I don't think this is the Batman book for me. Mm, this is. Um, this is like the uh, Big Trouble in Little China Batman movie. That's that's about the level I'd put it on. I like the backup story again. I like it more than the the core story. Yeah, well, I mean Duke. I like Duke more. Than... Duke is awesome. Yeah, I really love Duke. His God, Shelby makes his costume look so good. No, it's great. I could stand for more Declan Shelby Batman and more Duke Thomas. God, Zaz looks good. so gross. I mean. He should. He should. I agree. But, I mean, like, he looks grosser than I've ever seen him. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm... I don't, I'm... Where where you stand, Eric? Where, where are you? Eh, I mean, it's worth reading, I think. I mean, I could go full stars on the mush meter um, just for my own sake. Um, if you're the kind of person that just needs more and more and more Batman in your life, go for it. You know, this is, um, I don't, I don't know. This is a, the, the comic snob in me says this is the, this is the basic person's comic book. <laughs> it's fine. You know, it's, it's a real mashed potato sandwich of a comic book. It's, yeah. It's mayo on Wonder Bread. I, yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. It, there's stuff in here that I really like, but it's just a lot of just f- filler of Batman fighting Killer Croc for the millionth time. Mm. Like when you have a billion villains all thrown at Batman at the same time, it doesn't speak much for, you know. There's not much actually happening. Like I love the idea. Like I just want more of Harvey Dent, Two Face, Batman, and like of the and the Bruce Wayne stuff. I don't need, but that's like maybe twenty percent of this comic. When the rest of it is Batman getting shot through his entire body with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Like what if that went through his liver? He's gonna die. Nah, livers are stupid. Oh, um, I'm a do not buy. I mean, it's not it's not that it's bad. It's just I don't like it for me. Mm. That's I'm I'm not far from you. So split decision. All star Batman number two. Mush meter of full on five. You said Eric. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next book is the Black Monday Murders number two. Uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, art Tom Coker, colors Michael Garland, letters Russ Wooten. We were very intrigued by that first issue. I thought we'd check in on the second one. I'm still very much intrigued. Mm-hmm. I re- I could. I'm going to be reading this until it's over. It's really well worth a read. I mean, it's by and large, I hate conspiracy theory stuff, but this is like, I don't know. It, it, it's a lot of. Not necessarily the numerology stuff, but uh, the guided views distracting me. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 like if the endless were bankers. Yeah. You know, if the the endless were were Wall Street like tycoons that have been controlling society forever. It. It's fascinating. It's a really neat idea, and it's it's a neat comic. It's a fun comic. I'm I'm happy that a weird book like this can exist and I thoroughly enjoyed this issue. Yeah. It it is I think Jonathan Hickman, I think I'm right there with you that most comics that have some grand conspiracy as their core generally fall end up falling flat because they can't 
I don't know, they, they rely too much on all these little tiny details that people generally can't, it's hard to remember all these tiny things interlocking. Right. Hickman manages to, he, those are, he always keeps those tiny details as a flavor text, basically. Yes. And he, he, he manages to create this story where there is grand conspiracy, there is all these moving pieces and stuff, but the core plot conceits are relatively big picture compared to other, I don't know, there's multiple other, like, we've, we've delved into issues here and there of these types of comics, and, he just makes it, okay, well, yeah, there's all these, there's these Russians and there's these, you know, these old American, like whatever, they're not even American, they're, they're theoretically Western, but you get all these big, all these moving parts, a lot of characters, but you get enough interactions between just two characters at a time or three characters at a time. Mm-hmm. And that is what you really need to understand to get your, wrap your head around what's going on. Like that scene with the detective and the, what's her name? The, the 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 blonde woman who's the, inheriting from her dead brother. Well, she's a Rothschild. Yes, uh, I, I I, I, I'm trying to remember her first name, but it's long. she's a she's a, a brunette, bro. Oh, is she? I was thinking yes. of her partner, the the lady in white. Yeah, she's um she's an she's an albino. Yeah, whatever. Not really, but whatever she is, I don't know. And did you read all the the weird little memos in this? For the most part, like this, the letter to the son was fascinating where he talked about you have to be before 30 mm-hmm. so you can perform this ritual. And he's like, if your mother's still alive, fix that. Yeah, just kill, yeah, yeah, kill her. It's not, I don't think it was, it was his grandmother. Oh, was it? Not his mother. I think it was his grandmother. It says my mother. Oh, I see. That makes more sense. My um, mother yeah. has managed to outlive me. But. I don't know. You can you feel the kind of the influence and the sway of all these people. You kind of it does a really good job at. You also get that scene with the professor, mm-hmm. where he's and I don't know. It just hints at the danger of these, like the power and danger of these people. Like he released a book that had information about the language, and then it just vanished. Book's gone forever. I don't know. I really this series is really good. I'm a buy. Yeah, absolutely. They have the the bull symbol in here, the the symbolism with like the bull of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and the uh, like the the I don't know like the the golden bull bale, yeah. you know, yes. the idol. It's I don't know. This There's is, a lot this of book occult. Is, this book is yes, it's fascinating. Yeah, it it, do, it doesn't feel half-assed. It is Hickman going like no. he, he always he he is you know infamously giant whiteboards with all kind mm-hmm. of things connecting each other. It always feels like he is done his homework he like he knows where all these pieces are it feels like uh you've read from hell we never did it for the for book club we have which not is done really from, super weird we have not done from hell the, the 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 long scene sort of towards the middle of the book where they tour the uh the occult history of london mm-hmm. like i that like this feels th- this feels like it has that level of craftsmanship you know yes there's there's some definite like there's been some deep thinking in this. It's a shame that this is not like, this is not a very, uh, this book will never be like a big blockbuster hit. Well, I'm, you might could, you might could make a good TV show out of this. Yeah. I was going to say, nice. I do want to mention that it is, this comic is, was four ninety nine, mm-hmm. but I would r- gladly pay $5 for like almost 50 pages of comics mm-hmm. and get a big chunk of this. 
than pay four dollars for like thirty pages. I don't know. I it's it's definitely worth that extra dollar or two. You know, depending on what you normally spend on a comic book, it's a, you get a lot here. You know, it's very meaty. You're, so you're a buyer. Yeah. Okay. I need to hear it. Sell, sell. <laughs> Do that joke every buy, time. Buy, buy. Double buy on Black Monday Murders number two. Our final book of the week is Hadrian's Wall number one. Story by Kyle Higgins and Alex Siegel. Rod Reese on arts. Troy Piteri on letters. With Rich Bloom on design. Um, science fiction murder mystery on a space station mm-hmm. or a ship. Spaceship. It's not a station. On a spaceship. Spaceship. I'm just that kind of blank. Hey, this is what this story is. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I, that doesn't sound that exciting to me. But I don't know. I just, I really like the execution here. I am, I mm-hmm. really am interested in the, yeah. what's going on here. There's a lot of these, I don't know. Maybe it's, I just like all, any story on an isolated spaceship. I can just go, oh, okay. Every, there's a lot of tension. We're going to, I'm interested. I, I really like the main character too. Mm-hmm. Even though he's just, even though he has uh, the 1964 Beatles haircut. Well, it's it's uh it's 2085, so that's come back around. It's popular. Again. It has. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles are back. The Beatles are reincarnated. Well, they're singing Tom Petty in the car at one point in this comic, so I don't know about the Beatles. Oh, I missed that. They, it's American Girl. There's... Oh, is that what that was? American Girl. Well, I, I always he was screwing up the lyrics. Yes, I always know because it's it references 441, which is a the road that. I drove every day, hmm. literally my entire childhood. Um, you learn to drive at a young age. Road on, how about that? Yeah, there you go. But I'm, I'm. It's any kind of claustrophobic mystery, murder mystery is always fun to me, and it. I really, I, I don't. How do, how do you feel about the art in this? Um, at first I was fairly turned off by it. I mean, not like tremendously, but it's, it's, uh, it's nicely crafted and interesting. I mean, it's kind of like Phil Noto meets uh, Juan Jimenez, yeah. and uh, I mean, I I'd be like deeply betraying uh, something fundamental to me if I didn't like that. Like, I I feel like there's some of it he kind of phones in, and that stuff I don't care for as much. But there's some pages and panels that like he's just crushing it. Like this this wide shot of the spaceship mm-hmm. and the planet below it is really excellent and i really like that yeah there's there's a lot of uh really nice looking stuff in here it's very sharp it is i think it's very cool and i uh yeah i mean it's it's not overly complicated it's a good simple story um it's just a good comic without without a bunch of like pretentiousness not a lot of not a lot of futzing around yeah and it gets to the point Mm -hmm. no filler yeah Simple, straight, no chaser. Yeah, simple. Just like, hey, get this guy. Here's this guy. He's gonna solve this. Gonna try and solve this mystery. And there, here's the mystery. Here we. It's already started. No jumping around of this. Watching this guy like, like walk around his life for seven days or something. It is simply like, let's get to. Let's cut to the chase. I don't know. I. I I'm a buy. Positive. Happy. Mm-hmm. Double buy. Hadrian's Wall number one. Whew. Pretty positive this week. Yeah. Um good comics, I'd say. Yeah. Comics are good. Comics are good. Mm-hmm. It's the best time to be reading comic books. The lesbians have brought us luck. Is that how that works? Yeah, you t- you like 
you it's like uh, in Game of Thrones, you tussle a lesbian's hair and you have good luck all day. Tussle a lesbian mullet. It's been a while since I've read Game of Thrones. I don't remember that in there. Really, it's it's that people were always tussling. Uh, I think it's when they went to Bravos or something. Whenever they crossed the sea, they were always fucking with uh, with Tyrion's head. Rubbing a dwarf's head was good luck, supposedly. They're just always doing it to him. That'll do it for Weekly Floppies for this week. Mm-hmm. There's always more comics, though. So many comics. So many comics. We can move on to... Allison, Allison Bechtel will write you 6,000 pages of comics. <laughs> We're going to get to that. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in. This is part of show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to. Read, watched, done, played. Whatever. All kinds of stuff. Do you want to start, Eric? You want me to start? My, uh, my what's, it's pretty brief. You know, I did have, uh, I mean, everything's so busy. Um, I hate, I don't know, I hate that I'm kind of pre-announcing this, but it's a new project that I've started. I'm going to try and finish a comic page. I guess I've not told you about this because I don't like bragging about things that I'm going to do on social media. <laughs> I, I am right there with you. Yeah, I would rather do something and then promote it. Right. It's it's it is a dumb thing to try and get attention for things that you're going to do. Um, so there is that comic book store I told you about that I didn't get to go to in Brooklyn called Desert Island, mm-hmm. and they do a publication called Smoke Signal. Or people, you know, related to the store do it. They had an open call the other day, and I'm going to create a page and submit it, and we'll see what happens. It's um, an Eisner-nominated comics anthology, and uh, we'll see what I can do. You know, I have to get it finished by October the 1st, so I got a lot of work to do. That is it's, a lot uh, of work. It is. It's. I mean, it's uh, a large a very large page I'm doing and I'm um I just kind of want to draw the fuck out of it. I mean if it was a page and I could sort of do whatever, but no, I I'm trying to go full out. We can talk about it later off the air if you're interested. It's going to be about that character we uh sort of worked up. Okay. I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of condense all my ideas about it into one page and see where it takes me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. Um, the other thing that I'm really excited about was out today. I, uh, I, a friend of mine who does a little bit of modeling, uh, came out with me and modeled a bunch of my prints. And I'm, uh, I'm sort of redoing my, uh, my stores. Uh, it's going to take a couple of days to do that, but hopefully I'll have a couple of, a couple of pictures to post tonight just for self promotional purposes. I think you can look for those on uh, my Facebook, probably one on Instagram, maybe another one later in the week. But took a whole bunch of pictures. It was really, really fun. Break out the old DSLR and crank through some shit. And it's the one of the first times I've actually worked with a paid model. So hopefully this is something I can do more of. I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's about the only things that I've been up to. Look for uh, Look for both those things on my social media. It's good, good times. I want to get one of them rainbow prints. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you, uh, I need to, I need to make a video of, of that 
yeah. make a, a a couple of gifts to actually, or something to actually show the mm-hmm. the 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 sparkles. Well, I mean, you want to call all it. of no, yeah, it's. I mean, the thing about all of them is they're they're all out of gamut. You know, you can't capture it with a monitor. Just sort of by the nature of the way monitors display color, right? And I could easily give like a thirty minute lecture right now on. <laughs> RGB and, and color spaces and all that stuff, but no one would want to hear it except this guy right here. Um, God. Yeah, it's um, it's exciting. I, I, I'm i getting jacked up. Next month is Inktober. It is? Are you going to do that again? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit different. I'm going to try and do 31 paintings in 31 days. I don't think I can do more of that, but I'm trying to gear up and like get my boards cut because I want to have a show. I'm kind of reviving a, 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 an old idea that a, a friend of mine reminded me about when I was in New York with him. Mm-hmm. He talked about it was an old it was an old thing that I wanted to do a series of fifty guitarists. You saw me tweet about it. I did. I was like, that's a lot of work. I it is. I think I'm going to start with the thirty one and see where that takes me. Um, maybe do the rest later in the year. I don't know, but I want to try and do all of these and then find a, uh, find a place to have a show. Cause I think that's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a neat thing. It's a marketable thing. And I like the idea of doing caricatures because that's largely what it's going to be. I know the, uh, the Freddie Mercury, uh, last year was one of the most popular things I've ever done. And I definitely like I definitely like doing caricatures, and I definitely like uh, doing, you know, musicians. So the trick is just finding guitarists that are uh, identifiable enough just as a caricature. So we'll see how it goes. It should be be a a little adventure. But first things first, and that's getting the uh, submission ready for uh, Smoke Signal. They will ship that to you anywhere in the United States. Of course, I don't know that you can get it where you're at. But you could, I know for me, I could get it for $5. The book is free. The anthology's free. They just leave them. It's like the TBT or something, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like the free paper, but it's comics in it in Brooklyn. But for 5 bucks, they'll ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Well, I could always, I, I, I know people in the United States. <laughs> Whatever. Just quit bragging. <laughs> Guess what, Eric? What? I'm doing a third podcast. I know. You know. I, I get your emails. You do. Uh, I wish you weren't. You're a sick man. It's the third and final. There's no more after this. And that, it by design, is it, it is called The Serial Fanaticist. Mm-hmm. Uh, inspired by something that Adam Savage once said. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that cover one very unique niche thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I have a lot of interests. I I want to do like a dozen podcasts, but I that's I don't have time for that. So I'm just this is this is your thought space for everything, man. It, yeah, it is. It is. It's gonna be maybe each individual episode will be very niche, but in general, it could be any episode could be theoretically about anything. Um, it's I mean stuff I'm mostly stuff I'm interested in are gonna come to the forefront. There's gonna be pro wrestling talk. There's gonna be uh. Uh, Yusef is doing a, a mini series about the prisoner with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna, I don't know, there's other stuff on the horizon. 
I have a it it's in the iTunes store. It is active. It is live. There's a zero episode out that's just like a brief introduction, something a, a placeholder. So if you'd like, you can go subscribe or whatever. Has a brief sales pitch in there for you. It's an elevator elevator pitch I I recorded. I don't. I'm excited about it. I'm aiming for weekly, but again, it is. I want. I'm aiming for quality over quantity. But you know, it's also a way to keep in touch. I'm gonna have friends on there. You're you're mm-hmm. you'll be on there at some point when we have whenever something I'm sure comes I will. up. Anything comes up, we want to talk about a link that's not comics related. Um, I don't know. I'm I wanted a a, a space for odds and ends and weird discussions that I don't want to shoehorn into my other podcasts. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of wrestling discussions on on uh, on the handsome boys. We have, and I, I don't. It's not. I mean, I I want to talk about it for like an hour, not for five minutes. So it's a it's again this is a serial fanaticist. I, I might have your. Uh, I believe I'm going to have your brother on as well. We're going to talk about DMing D and D. He is. Uh, he qualifies. I think. Yeah, we just had he, our first. He should, our, he, he, your first what? Uh, our our first play session of a second campaign he's running that I'm in. You guys have an illness. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I I I don't know. It always just stressed me out. I'm really excited. My new character is a lot of fun. I'm really I really like him. <laughs> um, I don't know. Not much else going on other than various things. You know, busy around the house We're in Canada. It's getting cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 90 degrees here. Um, it is schwitzy as hell. It's like in the 50s. Yeah, so that's that's Cuban cold here. And I'm imagining within a couple weeks it's going to be freezing. Sometime in October it'll be freezing, mm-hmm. I'm sure, and we'll get snow probably. Huh. But that's that's it. If you if you want to hear me talk about all kinds of stuff, I encourage you to subscribe or whatever you do to podcasts. Whatever you do to podcasts. Some people, I don't know, like, I don't think, I don't, I subscribe to anything like I'm even remotely interested in, to mm-hmm. any, I'm remotely interested in listening to, and then I'll listen to a couple episodes. If I don't like it, I'll unsubscribe. There are people out there who don't subscribe to things. They just listen to them piecemeal. Yeah. And that's, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I, my brain doesn't people work have, that way. No, people have their, I like subscribing to things because I only have so much room in my head. Mm-hmm for all of these people. Like that's the whole idea um about subscriptions is you can keep putting your shit in front of people and continue to make an impression on them. Anyway. Um, anyway. For what it's worth, I liked the uh the original version of the the theme song. Oh, okay. You like the original more? I liked the weird, like stupidly like weird cute one. I thought it was cool. Why is Rush tweeting so much? <laughs> That did Rush just discover? Did Rush just discover Twitter? I don't know. So, Eric. So, Robbie. Are you ready to talk about um, roughly ten million pages of comics, mm-hmm. mainly about lesbians? Eh, eh, we can give it a shot. Okay, good. All right. So try it on. See how it feels. Cool. We're gonna move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show. Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, like you would a book club, and discuss it in depth. This week, we are reading The Essential Dykes to Watch Out For by Alison Bechtel. Uh, the, it is a comic, short comic, that short comic strip, just called Dykes to Watch Out For. This is the mm-hmm. essential collection. Um, 
it is it like thinking about it is actually like a staggering achievement mm. that this takes you from the early 80s to 2008 yeah it's 20 years of comics it's a lot it's yeah and it it's following these same characters over that entire 25 year span i i don't know it it's seeing not even just seeing the characters change and all the things happen to them, but just seeing like society change around them and how things have not necessarily actually changed that much. Yeah. It's uh that was really, I think what interested me the most about this is how everything felt exactly the same. I mean, obviously like the characters in this book were more or less the fringe of society mm-hmm. and this kind of thing, particularly it seems like in the comics industry, has become very central, very visible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I don't, like, it's, you know, rights for LGBT people have improved, generally in in Western culture. Um, but, I, I don't know, it, it was really surprising to me, like, how... The words that I, and I think most people have only really recently become aware of, like words mm-hmm. like cisgender and, you know. I don't remember that they said did, cis at all. Do they? I thought book. I read it once or twice. I mean, I, I don't this remember up. it. I could be incorrect. I mean, it There's is a. So uh, many. This, it's this it, it's is an lot. extraordinarily. Well, I mean, it is, it is literally 20 years of, of comics, you know. Mm-hmm. I, at least a couple uh a couple of months are doubled up and i mean but also talking about spectrum of sexuality and mm-hmm. trans people and all like i like people make fun of like tumblr culture yeah and like this comic was like discussing the same things i see on tumblr in 1983 i don't know like it just i i think it's just becoming more this stuff is finally becoming more I no know. i mean i had i had a similar discussion uh, with uh, my friend Isabel yesterday, or maybe we were talking about it at, at uh, Drink and Draw last night. Um, to where no, this is this has basically always been there, mm-hmm. uh, or at least you know for the the most part of of our lives anyway. It's just that the internet has given underprivileged people a voice. It's given them a safe space to talk about things. It's you know. It's it's brought it to our attention. It's it's it hasn't been it wasn't created on the internet. It just no. gave it a place to thrive. Yes, there's these people have a place to talk now. You know that mm-hmm. isn't that isn't the type of bookstore that is shown in this comic. The independent bookstore that focuses on I don't I don't I don't how would you describe that bookstore? I, I'm trying to think like I don't know how to I don't. Well, know I mean that. it 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 starts. It's just your run-of-the-mill feminist bookstore right starts out as that yeah becomes like this safe space for uh lesbians and then to stay afloat they start just throwing things in there like they're selling sex toys and lubes and and then and then out of desperation coffee (laughs) and they eventually Um, close down yeah yeah, the book sort of ends with that. Yeah. Sort of closing down. Not far from the end anyway. No, it is it's fairly close to the end. Um 
let's 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 uh, let's talk about Bechtel's art first, and then we can. I there's other obviously stuff in the story I want to talk about, but the yeah, well, it's you... interesting the journey that she takes because it starts out it's really very simple. Yeah. Um, you know, very very basic stuff. Very um, I don't know, light, not very overdrawn. Um, a lot less skill as well, and you can really see her skill level increase over those 20 years. Like, it's it's not exactly virtuosity by the end, but she draws very well towards the end. Like, it, it's, it's very shocking to see, like, the beginning comic strip about herself. Yeah. And how well-drawn it is, you know? Yeah. And then how it immediately drops you into what is the first year, 87. And it's incredibly crudely drawn. I mean, not bad, but like the comparison, like it's very naive. Like this is a drawing of Mo, like in profile and you can see both of her eyes. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, and it's, it's interesting and it's nicely stylized, but it's very naive and you know, it's a little crude. It, uh, it like it just reminds me of like Farside comics or stuff like that. Where, yeah, but I get a little I get a little Farside when you talk about the the sort of skinny line work, but it's very it's very inspired. Like the thing that shocks me is how inspired it is by Crumb. Yeah, I... the 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 lettering is very Crumb. the The mark making is very Crumb. It's so weird to me. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily think of Crumb as like tremendously misogynist or anything. Um, he just sort of is the sort of nut job that he is. But I know that a lot of women do seem to like his artwork. You know, even though it's filled with lust, he, um, draws women of a lot of different shapes and a lot of women react to like the big curvy women that he draws. Um, I kind of wonder if that's how Alison Bechdel feels about that. But she clearly really likes his old comics. There's a lot of crumb in uh, in this book. I really like how she draws hair. Yeah? Yeah. I like the way she draws hands, like particularly towards the end of the book. I think she gets a really good handle on hands. Hair, though. She definitely, like... She's very smart about that, that she realizes all of her characters look very similar, and she, I mean, that's the main way that she communicates the difference in the characters. Yeah. Is with their hair. Yeah. Like, it's it's difficult to tell Clarice and, what's the other girl's name that looks just like her but with short hair? There she is. Is it Gracie? What's her name? It's not Gracie. What's her friggin' name? There's a lot of characters. There's so many. It's ridiculous. I'm going to look in the glossary. I have a list of characters in front of me, but I'm still not sure which one you're talking about because I'm not sure I remember who's who. It's Ginger is who she is. I knew it was a G. But I like in that, I think that's the thing. Like it, it's pretty relative. It's kind of like a design choice at a certain point where it's like, I need to make these characters. She knows she has a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And there's and, they have to be yeah they have to be differentiated you have to be able to differentiate and them. she is not afraid of putting seven people on in one panel <laughs> seven characters one tiny panel yeah this thing is super dense mm-hmm. it is full of 
speech bubbles and full of many characters and lots of stuff happens in each, like something, a comic spread over 20 years, you'd think, oh, well, you don't necessarily have to hit, you know, small notes in every single one, but no, every single comic has a bunch, a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff in them. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's, I don't, it's, it is good, but I do wish there was sometimes where she would not have as many panels and like we could see something different conceptually from time to time. Cause there's, I know, I remember mm. there was one, uh, one, a comic where it, there was no speech in it. And I really like that as a change of pace. You know what day, you know, that was the September 11th comic. That's the thing. I looked at it, but there was a comic before that. That was after. Uh, that was after. 9/11. Yeah, that th- was like the, the couple of days after September 11th, and clearly she had made it, and she didn't get a chance to put it out or something. I don't know. Yeah, it probably was the one that was the first one she made after 9/11. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Um, but I I like that as a change of pace. Like I I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I think that's the hardest part about reading this is in that it is all these comics are very laid out similarly. I mean, her writing is very strong. Like I, I, the interpersonal character stuff is really pretty well done. It's just over, like reading all of this in a week is a lot. I read it in two days. <laughs> then two days is even crazier. Two days was crazy. I just was so far behind. I mean, I worked 15 hours on Friday. That's a lot of hours. It's more than I would have liked to have worked. I, yes. I promise. I, I bet. Um, do you, is is Mo supposed to be Allison? Is that is is she? I know she's our Mo main. Is, it seems like a Mo main is, protagonist, yes. but also seems like she is. I mean, Allison herself has said this is half an op-ed comic. Like you, you mm-hmm. hear a lot of opinions. Is Mo supposed to be like her voice? I'm not because I don't. I mean, she she's she does a lot of like biological, like bi- bi- biographical, biological biographical yeah. comics. So I don't know how much of this. I I can safely say that I think a lot of the political opinions in this are hers and she shares them with no yeah with Mo it, it I I I would say that I agree with a good 80% of the opinions mm-hmm. in this book and it's still exhausting to read this I'm just like shut the fuck up <laughs> oh my god shut up I don't I you're, I, you're not wrong you're just an asshole I I there's a that I I can identify with that occasionally so it doesn't I I that's I find it like yes it is kind of uh you, my eyes start glazing over after the the thousandth time they talk about you know capitalism versus all that stuff uh mm. but I I it also is really interesting to me because a lot of this comic is about you know it is about all these characters and you know their personal lives and stuff like that but it's also I don't know about greater identity as a, a, a lesbian mm-hmm. and what, like, I find it really fascinating how like anytime any of these characters start doing well, like making money and, and I, there like seems to be a resistance there because yeah, they all struggle. It seems with the idea of not being repressed or with like one of them wants a baby or they want to get married or one of them, you know, she's like, Oh, I'm, bisexual or i am in love with this guy and like either they really struggle with the idea or their friends do and resent them for it and that's one of the most interesting things about that is like that they're so used to and they even say it that um 
you know that they've they've based their identities around like being repressed so when they they come into their own a little bit they're uncomfortable with it they feel like they're losing their identity yeah it's tied to so much like getting torn between the identity of like being a a, a oppressed minority and mm-hmm. then suddenly but having goals that are aligned generally with most people culturally like wanting a child yeah. or wanting to get married or wanting to have like i there's a i seen relatively early on where uh a character's like yeah i want to i want a minivan i want a nice house in the suburbs i want mm-hmm. you know two kids and they're like but that's you know you're just yeah, you're being you're being heterosexist or you're being heteronormative, heteronormative. Goal, goals of of capitalism yeah. and all that. Like it is seeing that tension between wanting things that are normal, but having so much of a, your identity based around a thing that is not culturally normal. Mm-hmm. And like I I that the strip right at the beginning, which is Alison Bechdel just literally talking to us. Mm-hmm. You mean the first, the, the the actual first page, the very first page, yeah. The the it's just it, that kind of laying out like she started this comic as a way to like show like, hey, we exist. You know, yes. we're out there. You know, we're not, and it's not a small number. There are many of us. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Be aware that we exist. And then even in in that same comic, her like all this is precipitated. Precip- why can't I talk? Predicated? Predicated. Thank you. Predicated on them being outside the norm. But what do you do when what you're doing becomes the norm or mm-hmm. becomes part of the norm? Mm-hmm. And seeing the characters kind of adjust to that over the years is really interesting. And I, even as I was kind of numbed by the walls of dialogue about uh, uh the politics... I still found like stuff in there that was fascinating just because you're like it because I don't know, like I don't really re- remember her. I was not alive like as a sentient no, human for some of this. So it, it's interesting to see people experience life in that time. Like, cause you know that this comic was made at in 1987. Like that was her, like just experiencing what, you know, talking about the politics of that time and, and these characters relationships. It's definitely interesting to me, like the juxtaposition of, I mean, it's, it's like what? It's the, I mean, does this really start in the Reagan era? I guess it's the more the, the Bush senior era. It's right, the tail end of Reagan and then into Bush yeah. senior. Yeah. But, um, it's interesting here, or reading them talk about that, reading them talk about disappointment in Clinton, and then to start getting into stuff that, feels relevant to me that the bush era mm-hmm. and coming right up on um uh you know the uh, the the election of um obama yeah in 2008 yeah and how they were arguing about clinton versus obama it's it's fascinating going from these things that i know about and seeing these i don't know seeing the perspectives across the years because it most of the people that I know that are this old aren't interested in talking about any of these things. I will say it's about 60% too much. What, the political talks? Oh, God, it's so much. There's a lot of it. Particularly you get to the end and it's just like, it's like two-thirds of every comic is just like, just that. And it's so tiring. It's so, so tiring. 
we've not really gone through much of the story. Uh, I know it's just it's just all. There's a, there, it, it's a it, lot of it. That's the thing. I'm like I'm I trying know. to figure out like what exactly to touch on. It's, like I think it's kind of it. It really is kind of like outlining the lives of 20 people for 20 years. You know, it's kind of bananas. Yeah, it's it's tough to. Um, it, 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 I don't it's like tough I don't, to distill. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't. It's hard to touch on specific things. Like we're mostly following Mo. Mm-hmm. Mo is an insufferable character, by the way. <laughs> Mo is one. Mo is like a French protagonist. She is like one of the least likable people in this book. It. It's. I don't. I. I can kind of uh, identify with mm-hmm. her endless complaining no, I, and, I, and, 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 I, and talking. I definitely and... get that. Like, I think Mo's a, Mo's a little bit like you. She's the lesbian version of you. More political. More political. More political. More frustrated. Well. And I like you. When you, before you met me, before we knew each other. The yeah, younger, younger you were, version you were, of me was you were very, you were very mo, m- much more frustrated. <laughs> I was now you're now you're just moe. I'm. You don't get that joke. I I I'm I don't think I'd like it if I got it. <laughs> mm, you should just. It's spelled like mo. Okay. Like m o e. Right. Moe. Got it. But you know what? Should just Google it. We're following her around and. Mm-hmm. Her, and I, I think like, yes, yeah, she's can be like stray into that, like, oh, well, stop kind of territory. But I think she's a great perspective character because she has something to she say is. about like, something to say about most things. And then, you know, it, it gives us a it give it cr- automatically creates kind of a entrance point into a story uh between any one of these characters in which there's, you know, very varying like. I don't know. I I feel like the number of characters is good, like because it gives you insight into so many different. Like I, you know, she says she wants to make this comic to show the world. Hey, look, there's lots of types of lesbians. There's many of us, and there we're very different. And like I, this mm-hmm. comic does a very good job at like yes, there's the ones who just want they want to settle down with one partner and have a child, and then there's ones who end up marrying a man, find out, like, figure out that they're bisexual. There's, you know, they they have romantic problems, just like every, like, fall out of love. All that stuff. I don't, I don't know. Did, did you ever get tired of all the back and forth on the relationship stuff? The on and again, not off really again stuff? so not, yeah, not really so much, but I, I will say that it felt like a whole book of gossip. Yeah. I mean, it's, she herself has said, like I mentioned, the co-op thing. The other half was serialized Victorian novel, mm-hmm. which, yep, that's kind of what this is like. A modern take on that would be just yes, lots of gossip and yeah. it's people like miscommunication and mm-hmm. like that's what that is. You know, people getting only one perspective and then not understanding what's happening and all that stuff. Um, who's the woman that Mo eventually settles down with for the most? Sydney. 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 Sydney was ridiculously, like, even more insufferable when she was introduced. Yeah. But she eventually becomes very interesting. I don't know that she ever quite stops being insufferable. Like, I don't know that I could be friends with her, but I think she's a really interesting character. Like, I think they both kind of chill out a little bit. Yeah, they As do. they get older. Yes. 
Um, it's also super interesting how like they're all like grad students and professors that like academia is just like the home of lesbians. Makes sense. I mean, I'll believe it, you know, from what I know of uh, graduate students and, you know, professors. But yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, like the Sydney, I don't, I, Mo has more patience than I do in, mm. in a relationship. And a lot of, like, a multi, a lot, several of these relationships are like, oh, no, 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 I can't. There's just too much, like, of just off the wall behavior. It, it, the Sydney's like spending thousands of, going thousands of dollars in debt. And the, yeah, Sydney was clearly the most fucked up and broken one. And she's like, well, I guess this is just me forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into this. The other, I think, I'm I'm trying to pinpoint like the characters that really stood out to me. I think the other one was Lois. Lois, I thought was really fascinating. I thought, um, I don't know, she was very interesting. Like her promiscuity and her, like her weird like gender. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. I guess she just she self described as gender fluid. Right. She would. Um, dress up in drag as a man multiple times in the comic. It's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think she's know. a good counterpoint to like, I think that's the, like she was a good counterpoint to Mo a lot yes. of times because Mo is despite her very heavy political nature. She's awesome. so, yeah, she's so straight laced, but she's also, it's really fascinating. Yeah. She's also, but very hesitant to like, like, Lois is like, yeah, there's like, uh, there's a whole spectrum of sexuality, and you you trying to describe yourself as either a lesbian or a uh, heterosexual or a or bisexual. Even those terms are too limiting, and trying to ascribe these terms to people and keep them to them is not realistic. Yeah, and having, I think that's why I found her fascinating is because it is she's not. She's not afraid to experiment with things or, you know, yeah. and, and Mo is terrified of, seemingly terrified of it or like doesn't know how to. She's, yeah. She's seemingly terrified of a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. She's, she's terrified of, uh, polyamory. She's terrified of commitment. It's really, it's kind of insufferable. I mean, but <laughs> they're all, they're, God, they're all so flawed. No, I, know? yes, they are. I don't think that. Probably the only character that comes to mind, I mean, Sparrow maybe, although she maybe has some moments. Um, Sparrow is a pretty, uh, a pretty good egg, so is the bookstore owner. Did you do that on purpose? What did I do? Oh, Sparrow's a good egg. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Full name Sparrow Pigeon. Her fucking name is Sparrow Pigeon. That's what it says. On that's 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 icky, my friend. I don't like that. <laughs> I just I'm just telling you what it uh, says on the I internet. Don't... I never I don't remember that from the comic, but I'm just I'm looking at a character list right now, and that's it's on there. But she's she Sparrow is the one who ends up marrying a man. Uh, yeah. This uh, the, the the Richard Richard Dreyfus, but Balder, uh, who is very much a stereotype of yes. Of he's new age parent, but becomes a new new age helicopter parent. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know if he's a stereotype of I don't know what he's a stereotype of if anything. I don't like he, I don't It's he, like a it's strange to me. He is like like I I definitely believe like a dude should feel free to be whatever silly thing he wants to be, you know? Mhm. Like if if you want to be a utilicilt wearing <laughs> dude that has you know your fuck Monsanto shirt and I don't know I I I see the way that dude lives his life and I'm like oh that's that's fine brother you you're so different from me and that's that's okay it's the kind of thing that I can I can respect that when others do it but I'm like oh oh hell no it just oof, I don't know it bothers me a little bit. He irritates me as well as, um... Does he? Yeah, he does. He gets on my last nerve. <laughs> he really, he really does. It's okay. like they just, they just go out of, I mean, like, almost comically. They're just like, how, how wimpy and, like, goofy can we make this guy? Which is fine. Like, you know, that's what a dude is. He's, he knows it. He's pretty comfortable with who he is. You know, but like... I don't know. I can I can respect it. It's just it, it it really ain't me. Who's your favorite character, Eric? Rafi. The kid. I I yes. He has the most interesting story to me. Really? And his his oh absolutely. Like the fact that he's basically he's born into this world, you mm-hmm. know? Yes. And he's like I, I hate to, I hesitate to say normal, you know? He's it's, more, he's a I think ref, that's, he's a better reflection of yes r- normal social uh, society the, yes yes he he definitely is um he is uh it, it it reminds me of an article that I read about this woman who uh, she'd had like a little boy and like what was it that happened like she's like I'm just gonna accept whatever he does if he wants to wear dresses. And wear perfume and play with dollies. Well, that's just fine with me. And, you know, he comes out and he's a crazy little boy and he wants to tear shit up and, you know, pick up frogs and play with trucks and do all kinds of, you know, typical little boy shit. And the the mother was like really weirdly unprepared for that, you know, and it, it made her think like, oh, well, I I wasn't really thinking like I'll take whatever he is and accept him for it. I'm saying, like, if he's he fits what I want, I'll accept him for that. It's, it's just basically no different, and that's that's what Rafi is. He didn't ask to be in this space of uh, you know all these lesbians or whatever. I mean, it's not like it's child abuse or anything, but he definitely like he he wants out. You know, he's a teenager Maybe not, by no, near, it, near the end of it, which is also like. It yeah, his voice even, changes. Even even if you're like in a normal, relatively normal, like heteronormative household, mm-hmm. you're still yeah. like crazy. So putting yourself like in this culture that is different and you harder to relate to other kids, and you're gonna have trouble. Yeah, I think that's a a big thing. Like it's important that kids are able to relate. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't. <laughs> It's it's never good to stand out that way. As a child, you know, it's hard. Yes. As a as a child, they, they they don't they don't like the ones that stand out. They don't uh, they don't treat them very nice. Did you do you like the all the soap opera stuff going on in here? 
I don't dislike it. Okay. I got it got I got a little tired of it after a while. Did it get tedious to you? Yeah. I mean it's it is the larger part of what this book is. Yes. You know, it very clearly is the most of what this book is. I, I it just when you're seeing the same character go through the uh, the a thing again mm-hmm. or or similar characters going through like Oh, well, I like this one, and I want to get it. Yeah, you know, like and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Like after so many times, it doesn't really have an impact on me anymore. Understand? I understand. That's like you. Oh yeah. Well, this my girlfriend cheated on me. I'm like, okay. Well, that's bad. It really is kind of hard to believe. It just happens over and over and over. And I'm like, well, I mean, really. I did appreciate really? I did appreciate it at the multiple times where I was like, no, this is we shouldn't do this, and then they just mm-hmm. you know nothing happened. Like but, the all the stuff with um, Tony and Clarice, I couldn't believe it happened over and over. I couldn't believe it happened uh, so much with with Mo. Yeah. Um, Mo and Sydney mostly. I don't think uh, Harriet didn't cheat on her. Not really. No. She, broke up with just because she's crazy and she's just completely neurotic and she broke up with her i i think actually i like harriet the most of all the characters harriet is uh pretty likable there's no tremendous flaws yeah Maybe she's I'm... just like i'm gonna i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be normal i want to be happy i'm not I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have a baby because i want to fucking have a baby and like and she she cries when she breaks up with with mo like she's sad, so sad about it like yeah I don't know. She's very, like, very sympathetic character. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. Harriet is uh, on the short list of completely redeemable characters in this book. Also, the little trans girl, that always breaks my heart. That that always just slays me. Janice. Is that what her name is? Yes. She changes her name like eighty times. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking at the list in front of me. Uh, Says so Janice intru- originally introduces Jonas. Yeah, she she wanted to t- try a whole bunch of names, but that that's a story that uh, always tugs at my old heartstrings a little bit. It's a it's a hard thing. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't wish on anyone. It's pretty terrible. We're you know society is getting there. We're, mm. It's better. No, things are. I think less trash for people than it's still not they've literally good. ever been. I mean, yeah, it's not good, but it's better. The way it used to be was like, oh, uh, fucking deal with it or be dead. You can be dead. Or being g- dead's a good option for or, you. Or no, you have a mental illness. Yeah, I mean, it was in the whatever that book is called. DSM. Yeah. DSM four. Oh, there's just so much to this. Oh God, it's just so exhausting. This really was like this was bone part two. It's a it's a it's a lot. It is mm-hmm. it it is the essential, but I'm curious how much it actually. There's like over there's like 500 plus comics over that mm-hmm. period. I'm. It's a lot of essential shit. Yeah, I'm. I didn't actually count exactly how many are included. There's they're numbered. Yeah, I know, but I didn't. They don't have the, They're not all of them. You know, it's. Um, it doesn't seem like there's really any gaps. Yeah, there's just some gaps. You're right. I see from 205 to 208 right there. Yeah, they, they, it's not, you know, they, I, obviously it's the essential, so they probably cut out ones that are 
you know, less essential, less essential, less sto- more probably the things that have the story parts in them are in the yeah the, are in the in, in the included in the collection. Mm-hmm. I think you you definitely get the broad strokes of the the story in this one. Well, there's it's four hundred. It does seem pages, like so roughly four hundred of the five hundred plus are in here. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is four fifths basically of everything. I I think I would have enjoyed this much more if I had more time to read it. Yeah, like and that's in in nor in normal life that's how you would have read this. You would have read mm-hmm. it week you know one at a time, not one after another in a short amount of time. I, I, the thing that I come away with most about this is just how crazy this is that this thing lasted 20 plus years mm-hmm. and she just kept doing it. It's wonderful that she just kept doing it. Yes. It, it really does make me happy that she just kept doing it. Um, it's also good that society has shifted to where this is a little bit more normal now. Yeah. It, it, it does. Like, I, I could see my parents being uncomfortable from this book, but most of my friends would be like, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. But I can't imagine what it was like if you were an outsider trying to read this in the 80s. Yeah. It probably would blow your little mind. Yeah. It, that's, and that's a, the, like we were talking about earlier, just the, this is a snapshot of an entirely different culture. Yeah. I mean, both a, a completely different American culture, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's basically it's this whole subgroup culture explored really deeply. Yeah. You know, that's very interesting to me. Yeah, I think that like even outside of all the the story and character yeah. and stuff like that, this is like even as like a historical artifact, I think. Oh, Lord. Yes. Very, very valuable. Because it it's a fairly comprehensive like view of dissection of kind of just what was like being a part of this group for a pretty wide stretch stretch of time. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't necessarily enjoy all of it, but I am glad I read all of it. If you it, if that makes any sense, it's hard for me to say if there were any areas that I was just like, ugh, you know, I don't want to read this. I think it was. Very palatable for the most part, but it did. It's just got to be so much there by the end. I think that's like I think it's just in the nature of us reading this in such a short amount of time. No, that's still very true. Yeah, like I I completely recognize that because how long does it take you to read one of the comics? I mean, there's almost four hundred of them. Yeah. So even if it takes a minute, that's let me see. That's six plus hours. Yeah. And that's booking through it pretty quickly. Yeah. I think. I mean, but like, if you were doing this, it's at like, hey, I'll read five a day. Mm-hmm. And then waiting for the next day and then continuing. I think that. It would take you 20 years. <laughs> I don't think so. But, or, you know, on certain days you could read more or whatever. Like, just taking time with it, I think it would be easier to digest because you wouldn't get overloaded with the political stuff in particular just opinions because i feel like also we are already bombarded with political opinions online all day yeah wherever if you uh, ascribe to any sort of form of social media you will get that's, that's what our lives are now yeah you get a lot of it and i purposely try and weed out a lot of it and it still so much reaches me so getting 
more of it. Real life, real life has become dykes to watch out for. I mean, that's I think I mean that's kind of the that strip she opens the book with. It's mm-hmm. kind of like this is yeah, now they're, they're role models. Yeah, I'm I'm a what now? Yeah, I that wasn't really what I my intent. But I guess but, I mean I, it's uh, not surprising. No, it is not. Not whatsoever. It's one of the things that she just did it for so long. I mean, how could it? How could it be anything but an establishment? Yeah. I mean, I I am surprised absolutely none. And especially before the internet, if you were a relatively isolated uh, lesbian, and yeah, and you had access to this comic, I can't imagine the impact it would have on you. Anything else you want to talk about, Eric? I, I'm trying to rack my brain. There's we could talk about the story forever, but there's so much to it. But I I think we did a relatively good job of encapsulating every, the the high points, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of stuff to it. It's it's a I don't the the it's just it the thing I do take away is like what an achievement. Mm-hmm. Like just to make something a fairly high consistent quality for so long. And keep up with it. Oh yeah, like she's a she's a pretty remarkable woman. Like the amount of work required oh, yeah. to do that over that length of time is is kind of astounding. Persistence. She's uh she's a friggin' dynamo. I think. I mean, I don't I don't think uh I don't think it can I don't think it can really be overstated. It's is really truly remarkable, really truly fabulous. We need to watch out for more dykes. <laughs> so, folks, that was the essential dykes to watch out for by Allison Bechdel. Next week, we are doing Ghosts by Raina Telgemeier. Just came out this very week. Uh, already has sold 100 billion copies. <laughs> yeah, already number one on the bestseller list. Uh, Is it really number one on the bestseller list? Good for good I, for fucking Raina. I I have what, actually, what? I don't I, I don't know that, but I'm gonna say yes. Like her, all her books immediately. She'll have probably three or four spots all on the top best on the yeah. top ten. If I, the girl's got lightning in a bottle. I wish I could figure it out. We're 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 gonna talk about uh ghosts next week. I'm I'm ex- very excited to read it. I think we all should be. Raina is um, Raina's a damn leader. She's a leader and a reader. Ooh, both of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll, Those are two of my favorites. <laughs> that'll do us for this week. It'll do us so hard. It'll do us. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, links to all of our stuff is there. Facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at HBCHour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. If you like the show, give us a five-star review. Subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcatcher service you use. It really helps us out. Helps new people find the show. Obviously, word of mouth is also greatly appreciated. You can find me on Twitter at MixmasterStereo. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can uh, you can check out my portfolio on uh, freewillunlimited.com, as well as most of the other things I get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. That, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. Rock and roll.